Hi there, I'm Erin Kraber. I'm a marketing professional with a passion for building a community of industry-leading women navigating careers and motherhood at the same time. Every week, I'll be sharing tips and tricks to help women grow their local businesses, build their personal brands, and be leaders in their communities, and sharing the stories of women who make it happen while keeping the kids healthy and the house still standing. This is a place for honest conversations among women about business and motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Merged. Hey, hey, friends. I'm your host, Erin Kraper, and welcome in to another episode of the Motherhood Merged podcast. Sometimes I talk about business building, sometimes I talk branding, and sometimes I talk about mom life. Now, I really think today's episode is going to touch just a little bit on all of it. And something you may not know about me is I am an assessment addict. Now, I'm not talking about the BuzzFeed quizzes that take 30 seconds and tell you which friend's character you're most like or which Hogwarts house you belong to, although that is absolutely my daughter's favorite quiz. My passion is for behavioral assessments that dig deep and track opinions, habits, goals, and desires to deliver meaningful insights. Personality tests that tell me about how I build relationships best, both professionally and personally. I believe self-awareness is a true skill, a tool in the toolbox of life. And one thing I notice, especially with the evolution of the interwebs and social media, is that it's easy to be on the hunt to find quick fixes or quick solutions to problems. But it's harder to take that first step to really go inside and understand the root causes or habits that cause these situations to bubble up in the first place. I enjoy the act of plugging my thoughts and feelings into a tool and reading the whys behind them. It also provides validation because these different assessment tools show there are others out there with personalities just like mine. One trait that I find all strong females I admire have in common is that they trust themselves. In any circumstance or situation, they trust they are doing their best. Everything is intentional. Self-awareness isn't just about finding weaknesses or flaws to fix. It's not the solution. It's just a step in the process to trust your intrinsic motivations and habits. Through these different tools, I've learned that sometimes home me and work me are one and the same, but not always. The way I interact with coworkers and my direct reports has evolved as I have added to little people as direct reports at home. I've also observed how parenting has impacted my values and preferences in the workplace. I would like to share six of my favorite assessment tools today and how they can be beneficial to you in your self-awareness journey. I'm going to break it down into two groups of three tools, three for what I call your professional life. So your ability to understand how you operate and your preferences in a business or industry setting, and then dive into my favorite three tools on the personal front. So the three tools that have given me the most insight into how I connect with family and my actions as a mother. I'll include some additional details at the end on how to find these tools, and I'll even do you one better and give you a freebie with all the best links as well. Let's kick this off with the three tools I recommend to start with to understand your professional life just a little bit better. The first one I'm going to start with is Myers-Briggs, also known as the MBTI, Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. This was the very first assessment tool I was ever introduced to, likely the one that started my obsession. 
Back in a college leadership class, we did this exercise on pen and paper, of course, and we're given a report back with our results, a classification of our personality. The tool itself, which you can now find free versions of online, and it goes by a variety of different names, measures preferences and how people perceive the world and make decisions. The questions are actually statements where you indicate how much you agree or disagree with the statement given, and it's a lot of statements. The results report will provide a four-letter identification used to describe your preferences and tendencies. You're either introversion or extroversion, sensing or intuition, thinking or feeling, and finally, judging or perceiving. Myers-Briggs has become known as the universal personality test. I rarely come across someone that doesn't identify with some mix of the four letters. The piece that I think is so fascinating is that the report comes back with percentages comparing each category. For example, I am an ENTJ, extroverting, intuitive, thinking, and judging. But I'm very close to the center on the E versus I scale, but I lean very far J on the J versus P scale. I've taken this test several times because I want to know if my results change when my life circumstances change. I took it first as a 20-year-old college student, later as a young professional, and later again as a parent with years of work experience. Now, my letters have not changed, but where I am on each line shifts just a little bit each time. I certainly value the quiet time more these days, so I'm leaning a little more introverted than extroverted. The second tool I really enjoy is called DISC, and that's capital D, small i, capital S, capital C. I've been fortunate to work for a company that values professional development. I was able to participate in a full-day intensive workshop around the DISC assessment tool and really dig into my personal work style. The DISC assessment is designed to analyze workplace preferences and priorities around four basic principles, dominance, influence, conscientiousness, and steadiness. Through a series of scaled questions, you're provided with an extremely detailed report that looks somewhat like a pizza cut into 12 slices. A single dot is placed on top of the pizza. That dot is your type on the disc spectrum, and its place carries all kinds of personal significance. Not only does the report go into massive detail about your dot, but it also dives into a lot around how your placement on the pizza reacts to other types in all kinds of different ways. This assessment provides a lot of clarity on values and work styles among a group. Once you understand the pieces of the pie and the placement of dots, it can generate a report for a team or group that shows everyone's dots. I've done this assessment in an official capacity two times, two different employers with different sized teams, and the full group report always provides so much clarity. Even if names aren't on the dots, it's always easy to place people based on who they are and how they work. It's like turning on a light bulb for the first time. The group element is by far the most value component of the DISC tool. My third tool is called StrengthsFinder. The objective of this assessment is to find your true talents based on a list of the top 34 core strengths that an individual might possess. Through a series of questions, the results are provided in the form of your top five talents. Now, the best part of this assessment is the level of detail provided on each of the 34 strengths. It comes with a book, and the book itself is something you don't actually open until you finish the paperwork portion and get your results. The book describes each of the core 34 in extensive detail, one by one. 
what each talent means about yourself, including the character traits you can notice, interactions you might encounter, emotions you might feel in certain situations, how you might interact with others, and more. I use the book as a quick guide and keep it on a shelf in my office at work. My core five might not match what others have, but knowing what they are helps me to mesh them best in different situations. These are great to list on a resume as well because the tool is universally recognized. There you have my top three tools for your professional life, Myers-Briggs, DISC, and StrengthsFinder. If you are a busy woman who spends a lot of time on her feet, then let me tell you about Rothy's. Rothy's are comfortable and cute shoes that are sustainably made. They offer flats and sneakers in a variety of styles that are perfect for work or with a pair of jeans. Now, I'll be honest and say that I was a little surprised at the price tag at first, but I went with the simple pointed toe black flats, and I have yet to purchase another pair of black flats since. They are comfortable, durable, and even machine washable. I've had mine for over two years now, and they still look brand new. Take $20 off your first pair of shoes from Rothy's when you visit AaronKraber.com forward slash podcast. Your feet, your back, and the environment will thank you. Now let's talk about three tools that I really enjoy that touch on the personal side. The first one I'm going to talk through is actually one of my absolute faves, and it's called the Enneagram. Have you ever heard someone refer to themselves as a number? If so, they're likely describing their Enneagram personality type. There are nine different types, each assigned a number as well as a name. The assessment itself is a series of statements in which you select which one describes you as you are, not how you ideally would like to be. That is a critical point to this assessment. And with a five-point scale for each statement, it can be a little tricky to self-select and not lean neutral. What I love about this assessment is that the statements are simple and straightforward. The instructions request honesty, but also that you default to how you behaved as a child if you aren't sure how to answer. In childhood, we are most honest and our pure selves, so it only makes sense. Each type is so different that it's fun to read them all and try to determine who of your connections fit each type. I really put a lot of stock in the Enneagram. In fact, when I was going through an exercise earlier this year, actually around Thanksgiving, I was hiring for an entry-level marketing position on our staff, and I asked our final candidates all to take the Enneagram test. It was really surprising to see the various different answers. There was definitely one type that stood out among the others. So for this entry-level position, we are looking at recent grads with just a year or two of experience, and of all the numbers in the Enneagram, the number that appeared the most often among our applicants was number three, which is the achiever. Not necessarily a surprise for people who want to work in a competitive industry like sports. The second tool I highly recommend is love languages. The moment I completed this assessment and read the email follow-up report, my marriage changed for the better. It was that impactful. Through a series of questions comparing simple statements, a report is provided that measures exactly where you fall in your valuation of the five ways in which you give and receive love. Those ways are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. The love language quiz was designed to evaluate romantic relationships, but I think the insights can be applied to any type of partnership or relationship. I knew without a shadow of doubt that my husband and I would have very different results, but taking the assessment, seeing our results, and discussing the differences was extremely beneficial. 
It's not just how you prefer to give, but also receive and perceive love. My love language is acts of service, followed closely by quality time. Gifts and physical touch are much further down my list than they are on my husband's list. Knowing ourselves helps us verbalize our needs with each other, but we can also identify how to help each other in our relationships with our girls. One prefers physical touch, and the other needs words of affirmation. We each have different strengths, so we are better equipped to meet these needs in the girls by working as a team. The third tool I really enjoy and highly recommend is called the Four Tendencies. I honestly never realized how much of a people pleaser I can be until I took this assessment. In my work life, I'm actually more of a change agent, but in my personal relationships, I strive to keep everyone happy. Four Tendencies is based on the book by Gretchen Rubin that asks questions to determine how you respond to expectations. There are inner expectations you place on yourself and also outer expectations placed on you by others. The quiz then places you into one of four categories. You are either an upholder, a questioner, an obliger, or a rebel. Yes, there can be overlap in the four areas, and the book gives a lot of great detail around the overlapping pieces. I think this one was really eye-opening because the questions are very personal in nature. I could see the inner versus outer concept within the questions as I was going through it. I was also surprised to see how much past experience, such as the type of home environment, roles of your parents, family, fit into shaping my responses. Turns out, I thought I was a questioner, but I am 100% an obliger. And many mothers are, because it's in a mother's nature to keep peace and put others, like kids and family relationships, first. We crave that accountability to be our best selves. Neither is a personality weakness, but the book details very specifically strengths, weaknesses of each, and most importantly, what to expect in and from relationships with people of different tendencies. So what does it all mean? The purpose is to better know my own personality, but not just for the sake of my own knowledge. I need to know myself better so I can relate to others better, adults and children. In an effort to identify strengths and weaknesses, I can understand why I react to the stresses and disappointments the way that I do. Why some things bother me and some I can just let slide. Self-awareness doesn't equal perfection, and being self-aware doesn't mean that I have all the answers. It just means that I have an easier time identifying my triggers and understanding my reactions to them. Each assessment provides different insights, but often they have similarities or logically fit together. The strengths I possess aren't for every situation, and the same with the weaknesses. My strengths in a corporate setting don't always serve me well in my personal relationships and vice versa. The awareness piece doesn't mean that I'm lacking as I am. It's just one more tool in my toolbox and one that allows me to learn how to trust myself even more. Honestly, parenting has been the best mirror. Knowing myself better helps me find a balance and reconcile my need for logic when those uncomfortable situations arise. So this is me coming to you as an ENTJD Enneagram 1 obliger. There are so many personal and professional development tools out there. Some are free and some are not. I've done some of the legwork for you and created a really quick guide to more of my favorites. So if you're looking for more on this topic of how to become more self-aware 
and the different tools that I really enjoy using in my work and personal life, feel free to shoot me a message. You can find me on any of the social media platforms or track down my email, hello at aaronkraber.com, and I'll shoot you this quick guide of the top 13 tools that I really enjoy using. And last but not least, I want to ask you for a favor. Because I am so into this topic, I just love hearing from people when they take these assessments. If you find one of these that you really enjoy, or maybe one that's new to you that you haven't heard of before, take a screenshot of this and tag me on social and let me know what you discovered. Do you agree, disagree? Especially if you've done Enneagram, I love hearing people's Enneagram types. I just find it so fascinating. So don't be a stranger. Reach out to me on social or via email and tell me what you've learned. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Motherhood Merged. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I love putting it together. If you want to know when new episodes drop, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice so the newest episodes are automatically there and ready to enjoy. And if you want to help the show grow and reach more women who can benefit from hearing what I share, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review or share this episode with a friend. Super easy. Take a screenshot, post to your stories with a key takeaway or two, and don't forget to tag me at Aaron underscore Kraber, and I'll be sure to shout you out in return. Until next time, stay sane, my friends.